Hello and welcome to Metaphors of EdTech, a podcast by me, Martin Weller. In this podcast, I talk about metaphors of educational technology. There's an accompanying book published by Athabasca University Press, which you can check out. It's free to download or you can buy the print copy. And in each episode notes, I'll put links to interesting articles or things that are relevant. So check those out. Now, on with the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Metaphors of EdTech, again with a special guest and again with a GoGN theme. So uh, my guest this time is somebody I've worked with on various projects. We keep getting him on board. He just, he keeps trying to escape. It's like, a, what's that film? Is it Godfather 3 when uh, Al Pacino says, I keep thinking I'm out and they pull me back in again. And I'm sure that's the same for our guest here. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Brian. Thank you, Martin. And it's lovely, lovely being on this podcast. Um, yeah, my name is Brian Mathers. Uh, my, my, I suppose my my brand is Visual Thinkery, um, and I, I suppose I, I facilitate conversation and then extract or harvest visual ideas from that conversation uh, by sort of going back through it and, and playing around with various different ideas. Um, and I do that because I I love solving puzzles mm-hmm. uh, and, and a conversation is is quite a complicated or can be quite a complicated puzzle but it has it is littered with clues uh that you can yeah that you can develop and stuff so yeah i've I, martin we've i don't know how many projects we've worked together um obviously we've many. done book covers as well and yeah uh, very uh, cool and book things. covers yeah well, well, it's always an exploration, isn't it? It's always yeah, a, yeah. a sort of a journey of discovery. Um, and to be honest, that's the bit I really like, is that just sort of how many different ways can we go here? You know, how many, yeah. how many different ideas can we come up with? So you've cropped up in a couple of previous episodes, one with Jim Groom and uh, one with Rob yeah. Farrow. So I thought uh, in this episode, we'll talk first of all about, as it's the GoGN special, about the sort of uh, the ideas and the branding of GoGN, and then maybe after the break, we'll sort of expand out to, to other things that we've worked on and things you've done. So um, whenever I'm presenting GoGN, I always have uh, lovely slides with your images on them. And the question I get asked then, like, what, so what's the thing with the penguins? So yeah. <laughs> Rob kind of explained it last time that we have this stress toy, which had a penguin on it. Um, yeah. And we decided that was uh, a useful way to go. But I, I wonder if like, if you want to say partly about why you thought the penguins work for us uh, and and, and yeah. the ways we've taken them. So it's, it's a really curious journey, uh, I, I think, or, or certainly for me, um, because I think the, whenever we originally did the first project together, we weren't thinking about penguins. We were thinking about an aesthetic and a, and a brand and a, and a, a sort of a something that a brand is a, such a funny word, isn't it? A mm. like brand feels commercial, but actually something people would recognize visually, I guess, yeah. that sort of that matches who we are, or what we're trying to do, that sort of stuff. So, and that, so that was the challenge. And we came up with this um, again by having an com- open conversation and sort of, uh, playing around with some 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 ideas, I guess we came up with the um, the golden age of travel yeah, as a as a sort of a, an aesthetic that sort of resonated with people. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, for 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 a number of reasons, I guess. But I, I, there I, were no I, I penguins say, involved. No, I should, I should say this was pre-pandemic, and we were doing a lot of traveling. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and penguins didn't even get a look in to that, yeah. to essentially to that first project. But it seemed to strike a chord. And I know I find this uh, when I work with clients that that you know you sort of you come up with some. It's the same with uh, reclaim. You know, you come up with some sort of an aesthetic. Yeah. 
and then you start to iterate and start to go, well, I wonder if if we took it in that direction. If I wonder if our, what would we're we're trying to do this sort of um, you know, research review. Well, what would it look like with the research review? Or, you know, it's it starts to you sort of generate uh, little mini mm. puzzles that then you yeah. solve using the aesthetic that is starting you're starting to give birth yes. to, I guess. And um so when it, whenever it came to the second project that we did together, which I think was the um, uh, research methods, uh, which yeah. was quite a quite a different challenge to me, I guess, mm. because there was a lot of sort of complicated or what looked like complicated academic stuff that you were trying to sort of gather together and put out there to help people, um, and and somehow the 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 penguin represented, you know, sort of. The, the sort of the Gujian member on a journey yeah uh, and and it, I think it just really worked from from the sort of the first sketches that we did didn't it you know because it you can't hate a penguin you know no, you, no. it's impossible <laughs> to hate a penguin and, yeah. and of course they the penguins don't have an obvious gender you know so yeah. from an illustration point of view they're lovely to work with you know um and of course the even though they're not saying anything they you can they're really expressive in that sort of cartoon format so yeah. um but i really loved how trying to get them to explain complicated stuff or, or juxtaposing the sort of humorous penguin you know mm. sort of wondering at you know a, a, a diagram with some pretty big words on it you know that that it it changes how you absorb that information Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think um, some of our some of the graphics you've done have really sort of gone viral. And I think particularly that in that research methodology one, there was a sort of a, a picture of them. I think they're looking at a kind of rainbow with all these kind of like yeah. complex words in it. Um, and I think I was saying this to Rob. I think what that says partly that the kind of implicit message is you're welcome here. You're kind of you can come in as yeah. a reader and, and approach this stuff. It's not like oh my god, here's like a really three-dimensional matrix of, of ontologies and stuff that we can go, right. I, I'm, I'm completely lost at this it's like you know, oh I could that looks approachable I can come into that and I think yeah uh, you touched on something just saying that that perhaps getting too pretentious but it made me think about um in Shakespeare and a lot of things there's they often have the role of the kind of the jester or the clown and that's yeah. really meant meant to represent us the audience who's the kind of like the normal person with all this like action going on with kings and things it's like and yeah. And, yeah. and their role is often to kind of ask the questions and to represent us and I wonder if in, <laughs> our, our, little, our little humble penguins in some way performing that role for the reader yeah. I think in this too yeah, listen like I'm no um I'm no uh i suppose historian when it comes to cartoons or the use of cartoons you mm. know sort of throughout history but the more i learn the more i'm fascinated by how powerful it can be and and it's this use of humor you know that mm. that can say something way quicker than a paragraph can you know or you know that you, you can you can get the joke or, and, and it's not i don't mean sort of slapstick you know um dad joke you know sort yeah, of stuff but yeah, yeah. just even the sort of the is this the situation we find ourselves in yeah. is this for real you know that sort of look on the, that the penguin's giving you going <laughs> really you know yeah. this again you yeah. know um that that humor it's just it's just so powerful but um i guess the you know the science behind it is that uh or well, i'm making this up i guess but um <laughs> you know you absorb visual 
way before and you can't help it as in it's subconscious your absorption of visual way before you get the chance to read a sentence uh, or, or the chance to decipher a word you know yeah and so so that and, and that's what you're talking about if something feels like it's friendly or, or that it's you know that actually i could understand this then that's you're already you know yeah. 10, you're 10 steps system. towards yeah, understanding absolutely. it you know yeah. even though it's it's still the same Com mm -hmm. has the same complexity it's just that some of the initial barriers aren't there you know yeah um and I, yeah that but the other thing i want to say there was i'm i'm really influenced by horrible histories okay yes, and, and I, I sort of mean the the book form of horrible histories which yeah, yeah. um have this perfect balance between uh visual humor and fact mm -hmm. and and the way they they interplay you know, again, my kids were just all over those books, you know, and yeah, mine too. they're just, they're just irresistible. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but they have so much power, but it just sort of shows you the difference between, a, you know, a different way of presenting stuff with characters and with, you know, the characters looking back at you going, whose idea was this, you know, or, uh, and it's so powerful. I think you're, I mean, they were always brilliant, but I think your penguin drawing skills have really improved over the, the course of yeah. the course of work. And like the facial expressions you had, you're very much like kind of captured that look of the, the quizzical penguin look and stuff. And they yeah. really feel like they're, they're, they're working with us now. And I, I just well, wanted to touch a bit on that the idea of brand you mentioned as well. In fact, you could talk about the, the development of hmm. the penguin idea as well. It's good. I, I really feel that's true now. It's like whenever we go to a conference or we share stuff on social media, it's a very recognizable brand and uh, yeah and i think you're right brand kind of has you know pepsi connotations or whatever you know? <laughs> but it is really yeah, about yeah. Uh, perhaps visual identity is the is the key there and i wonder if there's a do you know when you've you've got a, a theme that you can work with and run with over more than one project is there a sort of do you have that feeling that, oh this is going to work i can see how this will go or is it always a, a kind of an evolution and a, and a surprise when it does take off yeah, well, I I tend not to trust. I tend not to trust that, um, that cognitive thought really. <laughs> you know, I because I what I try to do is to not. I I'm very good at overthinking everything. My wife yeah, will yeah. tell you that. You know, um, <laughs> and and I'm trying not to let that happen. Um, so whenever I'm creating stuff, I'm trying to let an idea be birthed, and to take it as far as I can take it and park it and move on yeah uh before i kill it yeah um i i i listened to uh grayson perry talk one time and he oh yeah i, I was I, I really enjoyed it. he i think i have a lot of time for grayson perry um but he talked about sort of doodling on the ipad in front of the tv right, right. and um and the idea being that you're sort of half watching the tv and you're mm -hmm. sort of half not and I, I knew exactly what he was talking about because you're you're just not allowing your brain to control too much and you're allowing your, yeah, your eye and your yeah. hand to get on with it right yeah so so i so i love the mystery of where ideas can go and, and often i think you know having having been around the block a few times you know uh with this sort of stuff ideas are ideas are cheap uh, i guess it's it's uh it's the effort in in taking them somewhere and and developing them. Um, yeah. So so and so like sometimes I do get a feeling about an idea, as in yeah. sometimes something fits and you know if. It, but but I'm I'm usually getting that because the people that I'm presenting it back to are sort of going, oh, I really like that. 
you know, I, I oh, I see, you see that, the, yeah, see the, yeah. see the penguin with the tuba around it, <laughs> or the penguin wearing the silly. Hat. Do you know what? That made me laugh, and that yeah. that to me is this is this. So it's not yeah. a sort of an inner Brian says this is the way forward. It's yeah. like no, I'm, Brian's not trying to sell you anything. The, what people say that this made them giggle. You know, okay, well we've got something yeah. there. That, you know, we can that strikes me as something you that's very powerful. Like you said, you said earlier that you kind of learn to to not push something, and I think that that's probably mm. quite rare actually. I think lots of people you work with like no this is a really good idea this is a really good brand we're going to keep going with it <laughs> whether whether the audience likes it or not and i think you know i think you say you get know, and i think that's i think it's true yeah. you do it's like we've like you know we didn't say we're going to carry on and you didn't say we must carry on with the golden age of travel vibe you know because we put that work into it and, and it was a it was a good branding i think it worked well but i say i think it was yeah. pre-pandemic and suddenly we're all in lockdown and Perhaps golden age of travel wasn't wasn't the thing, and and we'd moved on to the penguins by then, I think. Yeah, but but it still leaves a, a legacy, though. You know, so yeah. even the colours that we developed there, which are sort of quite traditional mm. sort of printing colours, have totally flowed through into the you know into every iteration that we've done after it. But um, but yeah, there's there's definitely an element there. I suppose it's what it's what makes visual thinkery different because. You know, I I'm not coming from a graphical or graphic design background at all. Yeah. I'm coming from a software development background, and therefore going following a sort of a double diamond innovation approach of, mm. you know, it's not the big guy and the big idea that we're going to follow. We're going to go in multiple directions, and then we're going to see what works, and we're going to narrow it down. and And that's that's what I'm just applying that to. Uh, a, a, a you know a, a visual um production you know yeah. sort of process so, yeah. so but i don't see anybody else doing that i've, I've, I've done uh, talks where i've sort of gone well hey look here's what here's what i'm doing you know here's why this is different um but what it does the beauty of it is it means i don't have to sell anybody anything i'm not yeah. trying to i'm not the agency where it's like i've come up with three ideas and you're going to choose number two because yeah. number two is the that's going to fit and i need to convince you and i'm where the where that sometimes is a bit wobbly is with brand, right? Yeah, because yeah. brand is like a is like is like putting on a new coat, and it's got to be a dazzler, you know. Yeah. It's got to really stand out, and and it feels weird at the start. Yeah. But after a while, you're like, this is the coat that you know this <laughs> this is a good it's, fit, and do you know what? I'm yeah. never taking this off. I'm never it's, taking it's it because funny you should say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a fan of the Cardiff Devils. This is a bit of a diversion. But they recently had a rebrand, and there was a real kind of backlash from a lot of the fans. And I think just because people are generally quite traditional, and I think you're absolutely right, that people are like, I like the old brand. I like the old logo. What's this new logo? I can, oh, you get these kind of comments like, I could have knocked that up in five minutes, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. It's just like, we just need to live with it for a bit. Yep. And then it will feel like, and then it feel like that's ours, you know. And maybe they could have gone, gone about the branding differently. But I felt sorry for like the, the graphic design teams like we haven't just knocked this up in five minutes we've been working on this for ages but it's, it is that kind of just people come to live with a brand don't they and, and any change to that is like a perhaps a, a knock on their own identity as well i think as well so you have to be very careful uh, uh, well, well people start pinning stuff yeah to it. Um, yeah and, and things that weren't intended you know things that the creator like i've definitely been aware that i've created things and other people have taken meaning that i that i never put yeah. in, in the thing <laughs> yeah, i've created sure. but but yet that's that's the beauty of a visual creation you know and and almost is it's, it's a it's a game of letting go and allowing 
and and there being enough ambiguity for people to be able to do that. Um, yeah. But I, I suppose involving people at the start of the process, where 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 the ideas are coming from, conversation mm. allows it to be more. There's more ownership from the start anyway. So rather yeah, than Brian, Brian goes into his shed and comes up with these things, and then we sort of have to get behind them. The conversation is the key because it means that there's already a degree of ownership to anything that Brian creates. You know, yeah. I'm talking about myself in the third person. This is <laughs> a terrible, it's a terrible truth. It's a, a bad road to go down. <laughs> I thought uh, in the second half we'll talk about some work that you've done with other people and other work with me. But I thought we'd end this part by just going through some of the uh, the greatest hits of Gojian. Um, mm. And I think some of the some of the metaphors we've come up with. I think this was one of the interesting things, and perhaps this demonstrated the the power of the penguin. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. The power of the penguin um, was that it allowed us to have a different theme running through many reports. So uh, I think mm. the conceptual framework one was with the kind of wacky races kind of yeah. theme, which is really nice. And, and there was all these different wacky vehicles you came up with. Um, we've had the fellowship of the penguins, which is kind of like you know people going up with it, like the the, the Lord of the Rings yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite ones was the uh, the band. So we've had the like you know penguins playing the drums and like the, yep, the, the Fab yep. Four, and uh, I think we've had penguins on holiday and stuff like that. So I, I think first of all, any of your favourites in there, or did you have a particular other favourite that you really liked drawing and working with? Uh, well, I um, I, I there was a set of little animations I did for OER. Oh yeah, 22, yeah, they were lovely. Yeah, which was uh, feature penguins and. Um, like you never know where a project's gonna take you when you start it, but um, I think how it came out. Like I still have have a T-shirt printed because I spoke at that conference as well, mm -hmm. and I have a T-shirt printed of the penguin just sort of looking up, up to the side, and I'm really fond of that. There's something just mm -hmm. really simple, and I don't know, but I just like what the penguin's just sort of looking up, going, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm here, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking some stuff, you know, um. <laughs> So, so that's uh, yeah, that's that's uh, a favorite and of mine. The, but the, um, the, the the baby shark uh, animation as well. Baby shark. <laughs> well, again, you're you're sort of the the, peng the penguins are so malleable, you know, because yeah. really, you can apply them to all sorts of different situations. Like the wacky races one's a really good example where it came up in a conversation. I think it was Rob that, that sort of mentioned, oh, what about a wacky race? You know, and and I started to gather a little bit of momentum. And then obviously the, it already has such a visual vibe anyway, right? So, it's, so it's, it's, then it becomes a matter of going, well, how do I mash up the sort of the penguin sort of cartoony, and it's car both cartoons, I suppose, as well. But you're sort of into interleaving these things of course that just creates a new world uh you yeah. know for the penguins to inhabit so uh, yeah i really enjoyed sort of taking them in all sorts of crazy directions you know yeah i've got you to thank for most of my wall art and about half of my wardrobe in terms of t-shirts <laughs> and i see you're wearing one of your own design state place obviously you haven't seen this one because you're wearing a, a getting air podcast t-shirt from terry terry green well terry yeah very kindly he, he sent me uh, he was getting some t-shirts printed so he sent me one and um i was this was a very off-the-cuff design i have to say but I, I also really like it um as in don't get me wrong as in a lot of stuff i i create it falls out of favor with my eye but, mm -hmm. yeah, I can um, imagine. but yeah. there's a few things that again they're sort of unpredictable what sticks and what doesn't in, in my own 
in my own head. Like some of the stuff I created years ago, um, that's especially in the sort of open badges setting that really I was in my early days sort of drawing on an iPad and I find it hard to look at them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, again, I have to remember yeah. that my eye is not the same as, as somebody else coming and seeing that for the first time. And if that yeah. has meaning, then great. Uh, and it's not for me to try to kill it or, or to judge it. I just sort of need to get out of the way, I guess. But, yeah. you know. well, well, perhaps as we talk about someone else's project, that's a good point. We'll just, and when we come back in the second half, we'll talk about some of the other work you've done for both for me and for other people and, the, and some of the metaphors we've used there. Grant. Yeah, so thanks, Brian. We had a good GoGN uh, go over in the first part. Perhaps we'll uh, look at some other things now. So perhaps mm. the, I feel like <laughs> there's a little, I'm part of a little constellation around you. There's <laughs> lots of different <laughs> projects I do that you're associated with or people I know that you work with alongside. Uh, and perhaps I think the first time I met you was um, in Barcelona and we sat down and we had a, a, mm. a coffee and a beer and there was... Uh, Jim Groom there, Audrey Walters, Doug Belshaw. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was at that, uh, <laughs> people should make a little statue at that meeting. I think it was at that yep. meeting that you, you did the drawing of for Audrey of the typewriter, maybe the... No, uh, the no, but, um, but that was the, I drew J, uh, for Jim the little record. You do the record that uh, came out of that one, yeah. Yeah. So, but all, that... oh, yeah, all those people have had... The, the Mathers visual work. So, that, have, so, yeah. so I think it was interesting that from that, the kind of real reclaim brand sort of came out. I think we had the, you've had the, uh, so the, the vinyl record, but also the VHS tapes. So I wonder if you wanted to um, yeah. give, give your experience of surviving the Jim Groom experience. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, Jim, I'm a big fan of Jim Groom, really. Um, and I'm very grateful to him because he, he spotted uh something that i had before i spotted it um and he understood it uh i i like well, i guess if you're in something it's hard to see it right but um uh and yeah i was i was at that conference that was a really pivotal mm. sort of uh it's just a really accidental meeting really um and it was through doug belshaw he he was like oh you've never met jim groom before i didn't even know who jim groom was can you believe that you know um and uh and he's like oh let me, let me... more innocent days not knowing jim groom <laughs> yeah and, and i'd heard of i'd heard of Audrey waters and uh and they were they were having just a really interesting conversation um because there was so much humor in it and jim was Jim was sort of saying, oh, you know, seriously, if if the man came and bought me out, I'm ready to go, you know, just <laughs> I'd take the dollars, you know what I mean? And yeah. Audrey was ribbing him a little bit. And um, and I just thought there's there's something special here. But I just noticed that, yeah, how he was talking about it was was like a like someone who owned an independent record store. And I just thought that was funny, you know. And I did a little doodle as I was in the habit of doing, I guess. And he saw it and he was like, um, Right, can I get you to do things for me, please? And <laughs> and I was sort of I was even a little bit surprised by that, but I was like, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and we figured out an arrangement, and he 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 just encouraged me to go in as many different directions as I could, and that's what I did. And so I came back there, and I was like, well, right, if it was a a record store, which you know, well, there you've got 
sort of good records, but you've got greatest hits. You've got, you know, what is the and I, I just yeah. went as a, in as many different uh, directions as I could, and he. It was him that started them to use the word aesthetic. That he was like, mm. "This is this is the aesthetic I want to step into," and I was, I hadn't really realized. I just thought I was doing some drawings for a guy who was, you know, very, bit wacky and, and open to that sort of stuff. But um, now I understand if the what it, what it was, you know, and that uh, even though some of those drawings didn't survive, a lot of them did, and a lot of them he started to use, and and then again that give that give reclaim energy, you know, and they they uh, because if you think about it, like hosting is utterly boring. It's yes. it, you know it's the worst. You know <laughs> you can it's try and it up worst, you know. yeah, yeah, but it's just like it's like uh, if you look at other hosting companies, it's just so t- you know there's no yeah. there's nowhere to go. You can't even see what we do. It's just all black boxes in, you know, in a warehouse somewhere. Um, and of course, he knew that. Obviously, there's loads of direct. You know, you, you can go in lots of different directions to sort of do hosting, but do it in a, a totally different way to a, sort of a niche a client base. And um, and and so he just kept coming back, and it just gave me confidence, I guess, to sort of to go in the wackier directions. And and actually the. If you can find a wacky direction that fits, it's actually ten times more powerful because it stands out a mile, you know. Mm. And uh, and I think off the back of that, then uh, I did. I worked for Audrey, and really, as in I, I have so much time for Audrey Waters, um, but really enjoyed, yeah, really enjoyed uh, sort of thinking through and uh, the uh, pigeons were, were the main sort of yeah. topic of conversation um, <laughs> on the typewriter, and she, yeah, she used. The artwork really cleverly you know in terms of uh, uh in terms of a, a, a sort of a, again she probably wouldn't have said brand but it, you know um as an aesthetic maybe is a better word yeah. but um oh yeah and that led to then just sort of lots of lots of other projects working with yourself and that's right um, and, and, and another person who we have in common you've had a long association with is the association for learning technology so yeah uh, maren deepwell's my partner um yeah and she and i think she even goes back before Jim Groom in terms of uh, working closely with you, didn't she? She does. Well, she, so she, um, I know Maren from my previous days when I used to work for City and Guilds in learning technology. And uh, um, I, I met Maren, I think just as she had stepped into her role at, at Alt, um, which, uh, yeah, which is, what is that? Must be 10 years ago. Not maybe longer actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, it must be longer actually. And um, and I was sort of just starting to step out of sitting guilds at that point. Mm. But um, we, uh, yeah, we always got on really well. Um, and I, I loved working for Alt because Alt's aesthetic was so techy. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah, so. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you could have added just any sort of color, and yeah. it would have been, you know, it, it would have, you know, felt good. But um. I've I've always really appreciated how Alt use the things that I've created um, because you know sometimes somebody will will go through a process, will find something, and they'll use it once or twice, you know. Yeah. And um, whereas Alt, you know, they they pin it everywhere really, and and people yeah. buy into it and identify with it and becomes this sort of alter brand. You know what I mean? It's sort of it's this thing that people recognize and it's sort yeah, of part of much. the wider vibe that it has. And of course, it's. Yeah. They're all about people, uh, like Goji yeah. as well. You know, yeah, I, I, I think it, all about your, your branding with them, your work with them, it 
does a similar thing in the Penguin with us. It's, you know, it's that says, you know, you can be part of this, you can be involved. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, uh, I remember writing a, a blog post about uh, Alt C sort of saying that, and I think the phrase used was, it was meticulously informal. So it kind of looks yeah. informal on the surface, but that's the result of lots of hard work. And I think yeah. similarly in the branding that you do with them, it's like, it can look so well that's fun and approachable but it's actually quite often quite brave i think to do that i think you know lots of people could be saying we're, we're the techie organization we want black <laughs> black images yeah. and you know, serious yeah. things so, you know having like fun cartoons can be a bit all that that might undermine our message so i think you know the work that you've done with them has really sort of helped shift that identity and been a really sort of important yeah. part of that, that that process yeah there's there's also like the that could be really false, can't it? You know, when, mm-hmm. whenever like we're well, here, we're a member organization, so we want some sort of a th- aesthetic that features people. Okay, well, here, there's the token, this person, and there's the token that per- you know what I mean, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it feels, you know, horribly check, token. Check really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Token. Sort of rather than because what you're looking for is authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for something that's genuine and that feels and and often with hand-drawn stuff rather than sort of computer-drawn stuff or, you know, or, or sort of vector-drawn stuff, I guess. Hand-drawn stuff is such an advantage because it feels more authentic. Um, and, you know, cartoons allow you maybe to go in, yeah, again, a little bit slightly more defined or, 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 or sort of wackier directions, but it feels more honest, I guess. And, yeah. like, Alt is a very honest organisation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In, you're, not, you're not trying to sell anything that's not there. You know, it's, it's, uh, it is about its people, and its people work very hard, and, and they, they, yeah, they're a considerable force, really. But, um, mm. yeah, I have, I have uh, a big respect for Marin, I have to say, and the job that she's done over the last 10 years. And um, I have thoroughly enjoyed, as I mean, we must have done 20 projects together yeah. um, in that time. Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's become a very strong brand, I think. Mm. It's the B word again, sorry. <laughs> speaking, mm. of good, speaking of good brands, you've done two book covers for me, uh, Brian. I have. Which I think have been really important. I, so um, people don't know, uh, 25 years of EdTech and then more recently Metaphors of EdTech. Um, and I think uh, they've reflected, it's been kind of a synergistic, also the kind of developing voice I've had in writing books. But prior to that, I'd written four other books. And the covers were... The lovely books, I think we go out and buy them, but the covers were generally quite boring. It's just like standard, mm. like stock imagery of like a network or some kind of visualization of yeah. network or computer or something. And it's just like, oh, and it just seemed deathly dull. And so I think that when we came to, uh, first of all, 25 years of tech, you know, we had this, again, so people don't know how you work. You sort of have a conversation with people or a group of people and, mm. you know, there are no stupid ideas we all shout each other out let's shout ideas out and then you go away and produce like a, a sort of 12 15 sketches whatever you know um which you send back to the to the to the client mm-hmm. and then we sort of have another meeting and, and decide to work one up um and I, I can't remember all the different ideas we had during the 25 years of tech conversation but, but one of yeah. them was the idea of of x-ray specs you know it's like yeah. and i think that, that that worked on a number of levels one because it was like this kind of for those who may remember, they used to be advertised in the back of comics by X-ray specs. <laughs> and of course, it's this kind of false promise of technology. But also, yeah. I think it kind of worked in the idea of, you know, looking back in the past is like, you know, you can suddenly see things yeah. more, more clearly. Um, and I've got that that image up on my wall of the X-ray specs. And that worked really well. And I think that hmm. 
the branding. So there's no question. It's just me talking. But but I think what I learned from yeah. that was that you know it was a, an image that became very recognisable. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I will ask you something. I'll let you talk about remixes because you did a remix of that cover, but also think, so, just yeah. but where, where the idea of remixes come from and the fun you well, had with those. Well, before before I mention that, um, yeah. I'm never trying to get people to come up with ideas in the conversation, right? Sometimes it happens normally where yeah. people have an idea and I'll, absolutely I'll take it. But what I'm trying to do is to enable the conversation so that people don't try to think off ideas as in that mm. they, because they're just talking about something. So I think the X-ray specs is a good example of that in that it was just an off the cuff comment. Yeah. But you have true. to create yeah. the conditions for the off the cuff mm. comment to come out. Because again, if you sat down and thought about you know serious ideas for book covers, you wouldn't come up with that one. You know, no, that's right. But, no. but the fact that it's just a little off the cuff comment is it's just like, well, whenever wherever I'm going back through it, I'm going, Oh, what can I do with that? And of course you're like going, Oh, hold on a minute, there's a <laughs> I could take this down a road and then whenever mm -hmm. I then play it back to you you in particular. Your that one starts to go. Oh, that's the brave idea. Do I go with that? You know, <laughs> the tingle uh, there. <laughs> that's the tingle, right? Um, so, uh, but quite yeah. You thanks for mentioning the remixer machine. Um, again, it's it's a, a, a it's a funny little uh platform I've developed just sort of out of curiosity, um, and it's helped me, you know, get. I suppose learn modern JavaScript uh, and sort of uh, dust down some of my previous mm -hmm. programming skills, which again I I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed doing a little remixer of that. And for people who haven't come across the remixer machine, uh, you can you can search it up on Google. Um, but it, it essentially allows me to create a template in SVG format that then can be changed, altered, remixed, I guess, and. Um, the different templates can be remixed in different ways. And the book cover idea, I guess, I, I'm after I've created the artwork, I'm thinking, what can I change? What, am, what mm -hmm. am I going to allow other people to change? And of course, some bits are moving, so the little bits in the front of the glasses are moving. And then, <laughs> you know, I think I've got a couple of words that are in the top of the glasses. Yeah. And, and, and then some of the colors, but even just by changing a few little things, and a sort of creative constraint, I guess, where I'm mm -hmm. only allowing a few things to be changed, but you can actually say something completely different. You can, you know, and, and the, the platform, I guess, allows you to share that, you know, with other people and other people to sort of fight, you know, yeah. uh, build on top of what you, what you have remixed. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's surprising. One of the more popular remixers. Well, it's, um, probably, it's probably just me, me using it over and over well, again. <laughs> I, well, I use maybe, it a lot for presentations. Know. It's like, you can have a different, the different text and different look in each right. image and that like that's kind of your image so I'll, I'll put the links in the uh, show notes for this so you can mm. go and play with it yourself uh, and then we worked on um uh, a subsequent book called metaphors of edtech yeah uh, and i always give a shout out to athabasca university press here for uh, uh, allowing us to kind of go down the yeah. more wacky route and they certainly uh they funded the the remix so i thought that was a really good thing to do so the shout yeah. out to them having good publishers uh, and i think the um the metaphors one is a good example of that where we had you know had a good conversation and you went away and you came back with um some really nice designs and i've i've put these in a blog post some people can kind of look at so things like we had the i think they had like a sort of soviet imagery kind of like you know like yeah, things, yeah. things we had one where someone's getting on a spaceship and we sort of went around these and, and then we had one where you had sort of tried to represent many of the different metaphors almost to demonstrate yeah. and i wasn't sure which one to go with and, and, and i think you said to me what's the one you really like and, and to be fair, the publisher said, no, we haven't got 
a firm preference go with the one you like and I've, I think I've explained this elsewhere I'm a massive Jaws fan and one of them and there's a chapter about Jaws and you had done this sort of sketch around Jaws and this thing coming up to someone sitting on a lilo on a laptop and you said go with that one if that's the one you like go for it I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jaws one <laughs> and that probably being a Jaws fan it's like I've got a book with the Jaws cover now <laughs> <laughs> life ambition complete but again I think that worked very well and I think it's and again it's really recognizable you know on yeah. social media sort of thing you know I use it for, people will see it as it's the podcast logo for here and everything so I think you know that in some ways that conversation gave again there's no question that conversation gave me license to feel free about that image of choice and you end up mm. with something much more impactful I think and also much more in tone with the book and that book's quite yeah sort of conversational and yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say flippant, but you know, it's got some it's got some odd metaphors in there. And I think just a standard, you know, image photograph of some young people pointing at a, a computer screen and laughing yeah. <laughs> wouldn't really have captured that, you know, it's like so I think it kind of really really worked there. Um yeah. so well, yeah. Yeah, so, like book covers are hard. Um, yeah, and, and and in the times when I've brushed up against the publishing industry, I'm hor- I'm often horrified by <laughs> by how they'll often draft somebody else. So say you've done the illustrations for inside mm. the book, they'll draft they'll get somebody else involved for doing the out the, the cover, right? Um, and that's that goes right across, you know, from a picture book, you know, right through, you know, our kids' picture book, you know, um, yeah. and yeah, I. I you don't have to go far to get pushback from a publisher going no 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 you write the words we'll we'll figure out how mm-hmm. it's sold because that's what we do and this is an academic book so it should sort of feel academic whereas yeah i don't subscribe to any of that i i mm. i it's to, to me it's just the you make it as different as possible because different yeah. is what stands out um and of course there's more science to it than that because I'm getting you to talk about the things and I'm sort of absorbing that. And and therefore the things we produce together, they have the humor of the conversation that we have had, you know, so, yeah. but I, I can't necessarily explain all of it. You know, it's not sort of logical progression. It's, it's absorption. And then, you know, sort of coughing something back up, you know, almost, um, but yeah, you've got to be brave, don't you? And, and, and sort of go, actually, that's the thing that says mm. as much as possible. Let's let's just jump on the back of that. Yeah. That's the same. That's the same sort of expression that I think Jim Groom has in Spades of just like yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I like yeah, we're doing it. that direction. <laughs> yeah, uh, be if anything else, just be different. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the be distinctive. It's the rule. Be distinctive. Yeah. That's maybe a better yeah, cool. a better word. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, and I'll put lots of links to these things. In. I wonder if there's any other bits you're working on that you wanted to mention that you thought were were, were cool at the moment that people should look out for or that you've just done well well i'm actually i'm working um i'm in the middle of a project with uh with some of your gang uh, mm-hmm. at the open university um good gang good gang and yeah they're a top gang actually in that uh yeah i've done a number of different projects with the uh, with the open university some with you and some without you mm-hmm. uh, martin and um this is the open access team uh so the team responsible in uh in that sort of ramp into a degree i guess in the open university so 
before you're getting your wallet out and spending money on on a year of university, you know, you're sort of getting most of it funded in a sort of a, a preparatory yeah. uh, year of course that actually is all about giving you conf confidence mm -hmm. i think and sort of yeah. uh, learning how to learn some study skills yeah that's right yeah but of course the people involved in this are all completely moral high ground yeah. you know uh, very passionate just oh just brilliant so those are the conversations i love the most really because mm -hmm. you you press record and you know an hour later you're just like right i have plenty of stuff here and, and sure enough, you come up with twice the amount of sketches that you might normally have, just because people, they're they're open, they're off the cuff, and there's there's just so much good stuff to talk about. So, um, yeah, so I had no trouble coming up with a whole load of ideas for them. So um, I think that's, we'll yeah, some of those will be coming out in the next few months, I think, um, because, uh, yeah, they are, they, yeah, I think they're celebrating celebrating 10 years of the access course as well so yeah and speaking of 10 years i'll wrap up with coming back around to gojian it's gojian's 10th anniversary and yeah. you've, done some you've done some lovely artwork for us for that which people will be able to see soon we're just uh finalizing that but there's some fun things there like uh, you did one of a penguin skating on a birthday cake and all those kind of things so there's going to be more penguin related yeah, yeah lols to come out so people look out for that but david again the lovely piece of work so uh thanks for coming on brian and it's always a pleasure, pleasure. To, to work with you and to chat with you and i think you know this podcast is about metaphors of ed tech i think your your whole work really is around kind of thinking of visual metaphors for projects yeah. that people are working on so there's a nice nice match up there so uh thank you very much well thank you for inviting me and uh always a pleasure and uh, i will meet you again on a project pretty soon i'm sure i'm sure you will yeah. cheers brian Thanks for listening to Metaphors of EdTech. Remember to subscribe if this is your bag uh, and also check the episode notes for any useful links and fun things there.